Welcome to Birkbeck Voices. I'm Bryony Merritt. Today I'm talking to BA philosophy student Warren O'Keefe. Warren is in the second year of his degree and he came to my attention recently when the scholarship hub got in contact to say that he'd been awarded a Money for Books scholarship. It's emerged that Warren's journey to Birkbeck has been anything but smooth and discovering philosophy has been life-changing for him. Today Warren's kindly agreed to talk to us about the path that's brought him here. Thank you for talking to us Warren. My pleasure. Um, can you start by telling us a little bit about your education before Birkbeck? Um, had it been some time that you'd been out of education and what was your experience at school? Um, it was a bit complicated. Um, when I mean, I went to a high school near where I grew up, um, but because I was uh, kicked out from the family home when I was 15, so I moved quite a long way from that school, went there to finish my GCSEs. And then I was homeless during my teenage years. So I tried and failed to get my A-levels a couple of times during that period and then was not in education for quite a long while. Then many years later, I decided to go back to college. I got my A-levels, one of which was philosophy. And then, yeah, came to Birkbeck, who gave me an, uh, gave me an offer, which I was really happy about. <laughs> And what were you doing at the time that you discovered philosophy? I discovered philosophy long before I studied it, even at A-level. Um, that was one of the times I was trying to get my levels the first time around, and I just stumbled onto uh, Jean-Paul Sartre's Existentialism and Humanism. And it's a very, very short, very, very succinct book that's really readable. So it just opened up the world in a way that I hadn't experienced before. And for a long time, I'd have thoughts, you know, along the sort of Cartesian lines, you know, how can I know that I'm here and that sort of thing. And it just made me feel like I was sane for the first time in a world where I'd have felt, always felt a little bit mad for asking strange questions and being told that, you know, you don't ask questions like that. That's not a normal question to ask sort of thing. Once I started to sort of find philosophy, I started to realise it wasn't just me. I, well, I wasn't alone in this sort of strange intellectual quest <laughs> for, for better understanding of these things. It was, you know, there was a whole body of work out there. Because uh, it wasn't really something I was exposed to when I was very young. Um, it wasn't really something that my family were sort of had available to them to introduce me to. And do you think that um, your sort of early life experiences that you've mentioned, leaving the family home very young, do you think that that drew you to philosophy? I think I was always drawn to philosophy. I mean, it's something that just come has always come quite naturally to me personally. I think the leaving home has made it much easier. I, if I hadn't have left, if I hadn't been sort of made to leave home when I did, then I probably wouldn't have. Expo- I wouldn't have been as adventurous in exploring it myself. Whereas I think being pushed out and and made to leave my comfort zones made it much more sort of available to me because I was because I was out there anyway and. You know, I was sort of struggling to survive on my own. When you're in that sort of position, you no one's no one's going to tell you that it's stupid to ask those questions. You haven't got anyone around to to mock you for for um, you know being academically inclined. So you can pursue those sorts of things at your own leisure, and nobody else need ever know. If you you know you're 17 years old and you've got your own little room in a in a sort of homeless unit or whatever, you can go to the library, pick up a philosophy book, take it back to your room, and no one's any ever the wiser. It's in that respect, it's much easier to, you know, indulge in your own um, personal interests. And what was your path of stumbling across Jean-Paul Sartre to doing the A-level and doing and, and enrolling on Birkbeck? What was your sort of learning curve? <laughs> well, once I'd started reading a little bit of philosophy, I picked up what I could here and there in public libraries. 
um, a little bit of David Hume, a little bit of John Locke, a little bit of uh, real classic stuff that you could easily find the names of in the back of books, just stuff like that. And then when I finally came around to doing my A-levels, I purposefully sought out a college that taught the A-level in philosophy so I could get a proper grounding in the discipline. I knew I'd known I was interested in it for a long time up to that point, but I really wanted to sort of pursue it in a more formal, more sort of rigorous way rather than just literally whatever I could pick up at the local library. And was it daunting going into formal education? You already mentioned you sort of had a difficult time getting to the end of GCSEs and you tried and not managed to get A-levels a couple of times. It was, yeah, I mean, it was a combination of terrifying and exhilarating at the same time sort of thing. Um, I mean, partly because I was going to college with people who were, for the most part, eight to ten years my junior, and partly because I had absolutely no idea how, what to expect, how you know whether it was going to be anything like it was when I was at school, which was mostly horrible. Um, and actually, when I got there, I had a really nice surprise. The, the environment was amazing. I can't praise my college enough for being really supportive, a very nurturing learning environment. And even even the young people surprised me. You know, the people that I was around surprised me in how much more compassionate and and sensible they were than I was at that age. <laughs> And um, what about Birkbeck? What's your experience being here with the other students? Um, I've, I mean, I found Birkbeck to be really positive, a really positive environment. I mean, the, the staff are amazing. I've had nothing but, you know, wonderful support from the staff overall. And the students, I mean, they're, they're a mixed bag. Do you know what I mean? That you've got, we've got people on my course that are sort of in their 50s and 60s who've already got degrees and they're doing philosophy because it interests them. It's something they want to pursue just for their own personal interest. We've got people who are fresh out of ovals at the other end, 18, 19 years old. And it, it's, there's a really interesting and broad mix and it helps keep things fresh. You know, there's, there's never one dominant perspective in a room. When you're sat down in a seminar or a lecture, there's never one dominant perspective. Nobody ever agrees on absolutely everything. There's always a point of contention because you've got this broad spread of people. And has there been any one particular individual or more than one that's been really influential in your learning journey? That's really hard to say. That's a really hard question to answer. I mean, there's the people who, I, I mean, my, my very best friend who, uh, who's more like family to me, really, who's, who sort of picked me up and helped me get settled in London, helped me find a place to live, helped me settle down, you know, helped me through my various health problems and sort of mental health problems. We, without him, none of this would be possible, period. So, I mean, that's definitely for sure worth putting in there. But other than that, I would say the obvious ones, the teachers who believed in me when I was young and the writers and thinkers who put the material out there that I really engaged with, like Sartre, Hume, Locke, Mill, those sorts of people. And what are your plans for the future? Um, in an ideal world, I'd like to come off and, and, and go on and do uh, my master's and then my PhD and become an academic and actually pursue it right through to that level. Um Failing that somewhere somewhere in education or teaching is definitely where I see myself ending up. I really do like the idea of passing on the knowledge and, and what I've learned and um, sort of passing it on, passing what education's done for me on to other people sort of thing. And do you feel that your uh, deepened understanding of philosophy has changed your outlook on life? Um, yes. I, I, I mean, I think anyone that studies philosophy... It, there's, there's two ways to study philosophy. You can study it in an academic way, in a detached way, and you think that it doesn't apply to you, or you can really engage with it and actually think this really speaks to me in an important way. Uh, especially when you're studying things like ethics, uh, you can, you know, you, you, 
it changes how you perceive other people. It changes how you perceive other people's patterns of thought and behaviour. It changes your interpretation. And so when, when you see somebody doing something and you think that's wrong, you don't just have an inclination to think it's wrong. You start to formulate reasons as to why you think it's wrong. You can put a structure around it in your own mind. It gives you a fuller... I, I think it's, it gives, it's given me a fuller, rounder, healthier sort of outlook that's... Um, sort of more vibrant that's the only way I can put it it's more vibrantly alive than it was before before it was perhaps a little um, anemic and what have you gained from studying at Birkbeck um, a significantly larger knowledge of philosophy is obviously a place to start but I think I've got a lot of um, interesting friends people I would never have met otherwise and you know from all over the country all different walks of life some who've come from France from Italy all over the world, and I think, I think I feel much more secure in myself because I'm surrounded by people that think like I do and and have that inclination to think in the way that I do. So I've got um, I I take a lot from it. This sort of sense of belonging, this sense of you know there are other people like me. It, it's quite hard to meet people that are philosophically inclined if you're just out there in the world with no sort of guidance as to where to meet these sorts of people. So, yeah, it's made a big difference to me in terms of, you know, sort of building a a social group around people with shared interests. Great. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Quite welcome. Thank you.